How you doing? I'm Terrence J. I'm John Barnett. Welcome to Generational Curse. Yes. We're, we're going to deal with a curse, man. What curse do you got, man? Raising families, man. There's curses. There's roadblocks to keeping us from raising successful families. Man, that, <laughs> there are curses. You're hitting a big topic because, you know, we spoke with, you know, one of our good friends, and this is exactly what he said, that when he got married and, you know, getting ready to have a family, this is one of the things that he wanted to deal with. Is, mm. You know, so he can raise a successful family. Mm. And, I, and I think that there are roadblocks that that are in the way to prevent, especially Americans, man, from raising a, health, mm. a, a healthy, mentally, family. Right. Mm. Physically, too, you know what I mean? Well, there's some stats, man. I don't want to just read off. It's nothing really profound, but it just kind of tracked the uh, the way the family structure was from different decades. So in the 1950s, it was adult-centric, you know, and, and, and I haven't heard this, you know, not necessarily experience myself, but during our time, it was children to be seen and not heard. Yeah, I heard that. Wrong. That's wrong. Then it continued in the 60s with more permissiveness and creativity. Uh, parents became more open-minded. Well, that sounds good, but being permissive is not good when you're parenting children. Then in the 80s, 70s and 80s, divorce became more common. Then you get the latchkey, Gen X, who is raising themselves. Another wrong situation in parenting. And then up to the 2000s, they got a term called, term called helicoptering. So you're just hovering over your kids now. They're not growing like they should, uh, being independent-minded and, and thinkers for themselves. You know, now in, this, in our generation, you got adults, a lot of them living at home because the parents... Did a little too much for him. Wrong. <laughs> That's all curses. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> That's right. That's all curses. So uh we obviously we're gonna get to towards the end what we feel we can do to break that curse. Yeah. But you know, uh what what is what's some millennials, what's some of the family issues that they deal with? Or if you want to jump on a whole different like baby boom or whatever. But yeah, but you touched on something latchkey. And it hit me, man. It was just like I love the movie Home Alone. Hmm. Cause that's what that was all about. Yeah. In in a nutshell. You break you sum it all up, it's basically about a kid being at home by himself. Right. And that seems fun, but in the end, if you look at it, he really missed his mom. He missed it, he missed the family. He ran, oh, Buzz, I love you, even though Buzz always kicked his butt. Right. But so from a millennial standpoint, when we watch that, it seems fun. But for you to go through it, how was it? Like, no right. family, really. Like, so how was that, man? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I can tell you, uh, like my wife told me a story where she was home by herself, man. This guy tried to get break in, mm. you know, and he wasn't. Trying to break in to give her a Bible study. <laughs> you know, this was ill intent. 
and he he was already a if, if I'm saying this right, he had, he already had a record. I do know that, and I think he had already raped somebody else. Okay, wow. So that it now if somebody was home, and I'm not putting blame, I'm just saying this was the reality in this gen in our generation as we grew up. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of single parents, right, and they had to work, got to eat, and so. Our generation was left at home a lot by themselves, fan for themselves, you know, or whatever. And, you know, parents did what they, you know, I ain't saying people are bad parents. You got to leave your kids at home alone at some point. Right. But we just kind of mastered that, man, you know, where that just became the norm. Mm -hmm. So um, not necessarily a good feeling when you're in that situation, man. You don't know what to do. And then we're seeing now the results of, of that, you know, where – some of it's negative. Mm -hmm. So, because we, we got the afterthought. So, I mean, I like it, the movie I'm talking about Home Alone, because the mm -hmm. afterthought was, or the, the, re, the reunite, reuniting, you know, coming home, oh, Kevin, we missed you, you know, you, you scared, you know, all the other stuff. Right. That was an, a nice environment because it showed that you cared, you know? Mm -hmm. But for my household, like I said, I don't know, if, you know, millennials, Everybody raised different, but that's what I want was that, that nurturing, loving, you know, that loving care that, you know, his, his mother showed and And I did get that. I mm -hmm. did get that. And I think it shows because I transitioned and broke the curse in, of marriage. My mother and my father was not married. So that I had to give that to my children. I just, mm -hmm. you know, wake up, I'm there, hug them. Good morning. Kiss, you know, all that stuff, man. That affection is much needed because I think when it's not there, it breaks it breaks them. It breaks kids and they come up. Absolutely. And then they're angry. <laughs> yeah. Walking in the mall smacks. What's wrong with you? Yeah. My mother didn't love me. It's like <laughs> that's right. Just mad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but millennials, like I said, I can't speak across the board. I only can speak of, you know, what what I've seen and noticed growing up, but yeah. So, um, some of the issues, man, that Gen X, and I just think about it. If your parents aren't home, if they're divorced, mm -hmm. the pattern, what pattern are you setting for your children when they get married? The same? The exact same thing, but it's going to be worse. Mm -hmm. For some odd reason, the next generation does it better than you. Right. And we're talking across the board. We now I know there's some perfect families out there. I mean, yeah, you know, there right. are some people who married and been married for a long time. I hear it, but this is nationwide. Absolutely. The stats are there. That's the right. Divorce rates are <laughs> astronomical, yeah, they, right? Yeah, they're off the chart, man. They, they through the roof. No child should have to go through divorce, to be honest. Right. This shouldn't even be one, but I know you, you know, some people just act silly and you know, the selfish people and it it, it just happens. But when you got a, when that's a marker for a generation, there's going to be some bad effects. Of course, all the time. So here's what I think happened. Okay. We saw that. And so, and we saw the devastating effects of that within marriage and then later life. And so I think we probably started putting the hold on our children a little bit 
being overprotective. The helicopter thing that we were talking about earlier. Okay, I just want the best for you. I don't, I don't want this to happen to you. Uh, and so not knowing the effect of that, we overdid it. <laughs> now we're trying to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to kick them out. They're 35, <laughs> living at home. <laughs> you paying their bills and they grown people. You know, it's funny, man. You know, my mother, my mother passed. You know, I do speak highly well of her. You know, she made mistakes and mm-hmm. she also did some things that were right. When I got older, got my family, wife, three kids. I'm in church, you know, trying to, you know, do what's right. And she calls me from time to time. I need you to come by. I got some place. I'm like, what is she talking about? I'm thinking food or whatnot. <laughs> right. She bought me suits and ties, you know what I mean, like right. dress. I'm like, Mom, you didn't have to do this. She said, well, I, yeah. I, I'm doing it because I, I love you and I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, those kind of things, man, you're supposed to do that as a parent. Right. But I can see the helicopter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, can, right. I can see it. There's a letting go that has yeah. to take place. Right. And... We didn't learn how to actually let go. I I mean, I saw this guy and even Gen X, you know, he's passed. I won't mention his name, but his mother was probably uh, 80s. So he, he, he was in his 60s. I do know that. Yeah. And I happened to be looking one day. And she reached back and handed him some money to put an orphan plate. <laughs> <laughs> I what? just laughed at that, man. I was, <laughs> You know, oh, I mean, man. that's what you did when you were a little kid. You know, yeah, your mom happy. just, hey, put that, put that off and play for God. Happy take the little change. <laughs> He's grown. I'm sure, you know, she's a grandmother, and I was like, wow. I mean, it was kind of cool at the, at the same time, but I think, man, I think we're kind of <laughs> in an epidemic because now we're in a stress zone. Yeah. Okay. You're parenting a grown man or grown woman. You know. Paying bills. Then they have what's called, uh, what do they call that? Uh, boomerang. Uh-oh. Boomerang kids. Was that, that being coming back? Yeah. So, you know, you, you throw it and then it. <laughs> and so you having your party, they're gone. Uh, Mom, can I move back? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. And so I want to dig down deep a little bit in this, man, because. I'm talking about the results, but mm-hmm. I got to get to the cause. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And part of it, we talked about divorce. Yeah. You know, because uh, then it just keeps rolling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where we don't know what to do now. Because now Gen X is taking care of kids that are grown, might still have kids that they need to take care of mm-hmm. in school, and then we're taking care of our parents. And that's why I said we're in the stress zone. That that yeah, and then <laughs> and then occupation you add to that. You you know we did a uh, one on on, on uh, was it jobs occupation or something like that? Yeah. I forgot it. But we talked about that. Uh, Gen X aren't happy with their jobs, right? So yeah, man, I can see that. <laughs> we chase the money. I mean, we're happy with the money, yeah. but there's a lot of them that. So we talking about raising a family, y'all. We we. 
we want to not make the same mistakes that our parents made or some other people made. And mm -hmm. just bearing our heart right here now, we, we're dealing with the issues that that the millennials, that the because the, these are the parenting generations. The boomers are done parenting. If they ain't, God help them. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> you know, that, that's a problem. Uh, but let's just kind of go backwards a little bit, man, to the silent generation. Hmm. That's the one that did the adult-centric. They the one who started it. They got the ball rolling. They got the ball rolling. All right, so that's what they call the greatest generation. Mm -hmm. Again, I've let it be known. I disagree with that. I think they were silent too much. Yeah. All right, but we all have an opinion. Okay, but now, silent generation. Did children have freedom to express themselves? No. Probably not. No. You know, adult center. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. to your room, boy. Right, right. So what happens if you have a problem? You know, you bully the school or maybe you were touched. You know? Maybe that happened at church. But you can't say nothing. Would that affect your parenting? In the next generation? Uh, most definitely. Uh, yeah, because I always grew up and said I would not be like my father. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. I ain't going to run. I ain't going to bail. That's why that fight or flight, you know, I'm fighting. It ain't no fighting for me. I ain't, I ain't running. Yeah. Because I developed that by always saying I'm not going to be like him. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like him. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to run. I ain't going to leave. Whatever it is, I'm going to be it. I'm fighting. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> it's going to affect you some way or another. It's, it's going it's to get to you. And so then you get to the boomers. When they get of age, I'm rebelling against everything that they taught me. I, I'm going to get high. I'm going to go have sex with whoever I want. Forget the church and God. So now, unwittingly, you are now affecting the next generation. Mm. Because the one thing we can say about, about them, we got a stat that we're going to read here uh, about the, the marital situation was it was stable back in the days. It was. So children, this is what this stat says here, 73% uh, of children were born to two-parent homes in 1960. Hmm. 1980, it went down to 61%. Hmm. By 2014, it's 46%. Man, I bet that number now. <laughs> it's, it's probably worse. That's right. Can you blame the children? No. No. So if but the parents kept propagating something and it just kept carrying down. And so now you got this rebellion. Here comes the permissiveness. Do what you want, Johnny. Now my mother didn't do that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So now they still trying to find themselves. They're starting to divorce. That's our generation now seeing this. Right. And then we end up, okay, I didn't like what happened with that divorce thing. That, that, it's expensive. It ruins your credit. It breaks up families. It. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to happen to you, little Timmy. Mm. Just stay right here. Don't. And now Timmy don't even know how to fend for himself. He don't know how to apply for a job. He's scared to go step out. And meet his potential. We talked about finding your purpose. Man, John, you you making me a little bit depressed, man. <laughs> That's right. We got the I'm, good news coming. I'm about to like, man, I, 
I don't want a family. <laughs> but well, here's an interesting stat, though, Terrence. Millennials do want the family. Oh, yeah. And I, they want the marriages, man. You know what's crazy? I was looking for a wife in high school. Mm. It might sound crazy to, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, who listen in on this. But, I mean, I did let a few of them know, you know. But yeah. a lot of girls I was talking to, man, I wasn't talking just to be shacking up. I mean, though, you know, it came with benefits, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't nothing to move me. Yeah. But I wanted something in the long run, a future. Because I knew coming up, you know, getting older, this is what it was. You're, Terrence, you're going to be lonely and you're going to go through life sad. So hit on that. Hit on that. Is that is that a is that part of a millennial mindset? Uh, I kind of think it it is. I, a lot, we as millennials want something better than our previous parents and previous generations. Mm-hmm. We got the history lessons. We've seen the books. They threw it before us. Here's your options. What are you going to do? We want something better. Mm-hmm. We want change. And we seen change you've seen it throughout the millennials we, we we're taking on a different course but i think the numbers right now when it comes to marriage it ain't there because we like shacking up it's easier mm. there we gonna skip the divorce <laughs> we ain't gonna get through all of that just don't get married just don't get married we're gonna hmm. skip through that let's not get married but i think they're starting to see that it's wrong so now they're tired of shacking up it's like, no, we want, I want to be married. Mm-hmm. I want to be married. Let's do this. Yeah, I got a lot of millennials who, friends who are single, and that's what they talk about. Man, I want, man, I want to be married, man. I'm looking for a wife. Pray for me. Man, so are they older? Is it like the younger millennials? Is it the older millennials? Which, which, uh, both. What do you think? I got a 30, 35 year old friend. I don't, what is that? What I'd be categorized as an older millennial, mm-hmm. mid, mid millennial, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got an older friend who, you know, a little bit older by my brother's age, about 37, and he's talking marriage. He, want, he wants to be married. Uh, even younger ones, younger than me, 32, 33. Hey, I want to be married, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm praying for you. Yeah. <laughs> you going to get there. <laughs> but, yeah, we want something better. We, we, you know, I think that we're tired of shacking up. Okay. Now, how can I say this? Kind. <laughs> <laughs> so you had mentioned something though. You mentioned okay, millennials are shacking up. Shacking. Right? All right. Is shacking up good for children? No. No. I, I I didn't get married in high school. You know what I mean? Though I was looking for a wife. Uh, my wife and I, we've been together since high school. So mm-hmm. we did not get married coming out. We had our first child when I was twenty three. Yeah, 23, around in that age, you know what I mean? And my oldest son now, you know, which he's 13 now. But at that time, we were still together, but living in different counties. You know, I'm in mm-hmm. Indy, and, you know, she was up, you know, in South Bend or whatnot. But when she would come and visit, they would have to go back. He couldn't stay. Mm-hmm. That would tear me up. Yeah, I mean, I want my son here. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want I want I want him here. I, I I want you here. You need to be here. Mm-hmm. She would go back, and eventually she ended up graduating and then moving down, and then you know, I couldn't juggle that. I didn't know how to raise a family. Right. They here they are in my house. Here I, I 
I want them here, they here, and I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Hmm. I need questions. I need answers. I'm just used to going to work. Doing your thing. Getting off, going, hanging out with friends, going to the club, you know, drinking, all the other stuff. But when they're here, I'm like, I'm, all right, I'll, I'll be back. Where are you going? Yeah. I'm going out. No, <laughs> you're just going out a lot awfully. I'm, lately, I'm like, what? Like, you're stressing me. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how to, I didn't know how to balance that. I didn't know how to say, mm. you know, you're right. Let me spend mm-hmm. some time with y'all. Let me play some games with y'all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Let, let's read some books. Let's, let's do the family thing. Mm. You don't know how to do that. Right. So, <laughs> so there are core issues, personal, we'll call them demons. Yeah. I like that better. Personal demons. Get personal. That you didn't deal with before you jumped into the family situation. Exactly. All right. Now, remind me, because we're going we're gonna to come back to this thing I mentioned, because we're talking about morals. Hmm. See? Okay. I, I hit the silent a little bit, but they did say, hey, it ain't right to shack up. They did. They hammered that hard. Now, of course, that was from the perspective of the Bible and... Christianity and probably, you know, the major religions, but now we're kind of a secularized society and even science is starting to prove or validate Mm -hmm. that that's the right thing to do is to marry and not necessarily shack up because it's, and we're going, we're going to read some in a minute, but we're going to come back to that whole morals thing, man, because that might be the way we need to break this. It's longevity. <clears throat> it's, it is longevity. In it. Let's just throw out cancer, disease, all the other stuff. Heart, mm-hmm. Let's throw all that stuff out. When you're married, you live longer. <laughs> Some people would say it kills them. <laughs> I mean, it, man, my wife stressed me out to death. <laughs> Which I, I can I can get there. I understand that. Can we put it this way? If you married to the right person, that's that. There you go. When it comes to morals and values, you know what I mean. All those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. That you know. Let me, let's just go a little bit street here for a second. Mm-hmm. When when you shacking up, the old term is sowing your wild oats. <laughs> You don't know what you're getting, man. No, you, you don't. I mean, at the end of the day, that person might have some STD, AIDS. Mm-hmm. You know, my, when I grew up, one of the things we always talked about is somebody literally putting a curse on you, mm. put some roots on you, oh, <laughs> making yeah. your mind go nuts. And my point is, is that that lack of commitment is stressful. Because you don't know who you're getting with, man. It, you know, I don't know. I, you know, you remember uh, who Jeffrey Dahmer was. Mm-hmm. The dude used to eat people. <laughs> you just that's, so happen that that's your date that night. That's not funny. I'm just like, I'm, I'm laughing because. <laughs> that's the, that's, but that's reality. Yeah. He used to eat. He was a cannibal. Mm. And so it, may, it ain't going to be that extreme. You know, everybody going to meet a cannibal. But I'm just, I'm just using it as a point, man. But you never know. You might marry a guy, or not marry, but shack up with a guy who got anger issues. 
or a woman. And you just happen to say something wrong, and she pull a blade out on you while you laying there asleep. You know what I mean? And, and you hopping around from woman to woman, man to man, you have no clue if they clean, if they, you know. So there's just a practical thing about not doing that without even bringing the moral side into it. That's just a practical side to it of health and mental health and all this other kind of stuff, man. And then we talk about raising a family. Now you so used to being with several different people and a child comes into the world. Like you said, I don't know what to do. I, I, now you got them demons to deal with. That's right. Let's see if it's, you know, you got it. It doesn't matter. I was going to say a little girl, but it actually doesn't matter. Let's say you're a guy, man. Let's say you're a woman, rep. You've got a different dude every night. What's that doing to the child? You know? So we got to go back, and we'll talk about that in our breaking the curve, but we got to go back and deal with those with no, those demons, man. And, I, and y'all probably hear me say it a lot, but I love looking at the lessons of nature. Mm-hmm. I love nature because they show what society can be. You know, God said, consider the ant, thou slugger. He taught my nature. Right. Go look at nature. So if you look at dogs, <laughs> male and female, mm-hmm. they don't have long lives. That's true. And they don't get married. <laughs> That's true. They shack up. <laughs> Big time. But if you look at geese, right, and some kind of birds, they have long life. And some of them, they keep the same partner for a long time. That's true. I think uh, killer whales do that. Killer whales do that, yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they have longevity. Because there's something about going through this life with the partner. Hmm. Because there are some obstacles that you have to overcome. Mm-hmm. But if you have a help meet there, a man, a woman together, right. it makes it all easier. Especially if you're raising children. Mm. So we're not specialists, folks. We are not psychologists. I'm talking about my experience. Sociologists or any other ologists. That's right. But we are bringing out facts and experience. I'm saying that, Terrence, because this is a recipe you're saying. Mm-hmm. Number one, raising a family would involve parents that are going to stay together. Yeah, my mama couldn't raise no man. That's the <laughs> she, truth. She couldn't. <laughs> That's the truth. She tried her best. Man, I, here I am. I think it was like 12 or 13. She tried to whoop me, man. I ain't. All I know, I'm defending myself. Yeah. That's not my mother no more. This is a stranger <laughs> trying to whoop me. So guess what? My natural response. Man, get off of me. You know what I mean? And she's mm-hmm. like, boy, you crazy? You lost your mind. I know y'all hearing this. Like, he crazy. No, I ain't crazy. <laughs> it got to a point where it's not whoopings anymore. Right. Here I am, a young man. Now you can reason with me. Yeah. Sit down and talk that, that to me. That don't even work no more. Yeah, we as men, we if we have an issue, John, we ain't going to throw blows. We, we going to sit down and reason talk together. About it. Right. Yeah. If if you if you watch a man go into action when they fight, it's well, you got a problem. They talking. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? do? Like, yeah. And you hear somebody, oh, just shut up and fight. Right. That's the female saying that. <laughs> Get it over. Get over. <laughs> but men, we're going to talk it out. You know, we first we we yelling, but we're we're reasoning, and then eventually you'll see eye to eye. It's like wait, there ain't no reasoning here. Right. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. But in women. You watch them fight. That's all. Yeah. You're going at it. That's it's emotional. Zero to 
hundred. But I so think you're right. Yeah, my mother couldn't raise. She couldn't raise no man. So you, so you needed a man in the in the house. My father to reason with. I'm me. saying you general, not you. You know, I needed it too. Yeah. Uh, to help you understand what a man's role is, what he's supposed to act like, how he's supposed to treat women and That's other right. people, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When that ain't there. Oh man, I was buck wild. It's imbalanced, man. You know, I tell this story, man. You, uh, a few years back, there was this kid. I don't know nothing about this family, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm totally conjecturing. I'm I'm guessing on this. But there was the riots in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And then there was this kid. His mother was smacking oh, yeah. his head all over the place. That's right. And I was like, yeah, hey, amen, do that. Yeah. But I say, you know what? I wonder if his father's around. Because... Father would have said, you can go down there, man. Just got to get through me first. Yeah. He never would have made it. Right. You know, and that's that's the difference a lot of times, man. You, yep. You're going to test the waters when it's only your mother. Because you got that. That's actually part of being a man growing up. You going out because you got to establish yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you test the waters negative. Right. But you got to get on the edge sometimes. That's why you see boys doing dangerous stuff. That's just what they do. They learn it. Man, I had a um, psychologist teacher tell me he he worked in the he worked at the business college, but he was psychology. That's weird. But anyways, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, that's crazy. But he was saying like you know men don't mature until they hit like their thirties, like you know early thirties. Mm-hmm. And also, it depend on, you know, how he was raised, and it might even go into his 40s and 50s. Mm. But hmm. I'm saying that is because I think it could happen sooner if a father was in the home. Because of the reasoning. Like, if I, 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 I show my boys reasoning. Mm-hmm. I say, son, if you wear your brand new shoes outside, what do you think happened to them? <laughs> I mean, like, that, you got a reason. Like, right. Okay, you're right, Dad. It's muddy outside. You know, the, the weather's breaking. The snow's gone. If I wear my shoes, they're going to get muddy. I say, okay, right. So, will you clean them? That's the next step. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know what you mean That's you right. don't know. But instead of getting all upset, you know what I mean, like my mom used to, you better not wear them outside. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, and now that's how she chose me. How, I mean, she showed me how to act that way right? mm-hmm. when I'm raising my kids. So I'm saying right now, John, <laughs> I'm learning how to reason. You in the learning 30, curve on. I'm 35 <laughs> and I'm just learning how to reason. That should come at early stages when you're a young man at 13. Right. So if I was 12 and 13, you know what? My mom grand whooped me. Think about it. Don't grab that belt and push her. Right. <laughs> I would have heard my dad. Don't grab that belt and push that girl. That's right. That would have been the end of that. That's right. I would have got it from <laughs> him and her. That's right. But no. Now, my mother had eight brothers. Mm. So, uh, dare not raise my hand. <laughs> my mother was scary, too, anyway. So. Yeah, my mom was, but I don't know, man. I just, I blacked out. So, back on the raising of the family, and we're talking about the two-parent home. Man and a woman is what we're saying. Yeah. Man and a woman. You can't. Two women can't raise a man. Two men can't raise a woman. And then if you get, so let's go the other way. Two women, how do you raise a woman to exist in a male society? 
male-dominated society when she don't have a pattern hmm. of seeing how a good man is supposed to act. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. children, children are going to do what you do, mm-hmm. not so much what you say. Right. That's just the way it is. And, and flip flip side, you know, two men. How do you raise a a young boy or a young girl, whoever? There's an imbalance in that situation. We ain't tripping on people who want to do a same-sex thing. We actually got a program coming up on that. We will openly share our views without reservation on that. But right now, we're just dealing with the parenting thing. Mm-hmm. And I know somebody might come up with some stat or some, let me tell you something. This thing worked all the way from the beginning. There's a reason why men and women uh, outside of the sexual attraction, all the physical work well in parenting, man. There's just a balance in society. And nature too. And in nature. That when you take the balance out, you have an imbalance. Oh, that's deep. (laughs) It ain't. It's just... It's just simple, man. It's, it's like you, you take what was balanced and then you, you move that out mm-hmm. and you're going to be imbalanced, man. And, you know, hats off to any single parent. That was my mother. Yeah. Likewise. It's a hard job. My grandmother. Yeah. Raising girls. And then she had a boy. So, go, of course, a woman can't raise no man. So, yeah, it's now tough. My, my uncle's the angriest uncle I've never seen. <laughs> and that's what happens, man. Yeah. You, 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 man where's my dad? Where was where was you at? You know, that's the questions. I that love you my had. uncle, but he's angry, man. <laughs> I was scared of him. Yeah, I, but that's time. the natural outworking, man. He said, thump me in my head. <laughs> I'm like, for what? What would I do? He's just mad. Yeah. You know, his father wasn't there, man. So, you know, and I don't I don't know of a lot of cases where where a female wasn't in the home. But mm-hmm. it does it does happen. You know, right. I met a guy not too long ago. He he raised his daughter. Mm. You know, because his wife had some issues. And it can work, and you can have good children, but there's still going to be that imbalance, imbalance. that wasn't. He can't you know, show you Got to make up for think, some right. other kind of way. Yeah. So off the top, you know, because we walk down the whole silent boomer, you know, Gen X down to millennial. Need the two parents. Need two parents. Is there anything else though? Is that is there to raising a family? Because we're talking about dealing with demons and stuff, and we'll deal with that more specifically in a little bit. But anything else you see out there, man, that that may be causing an imbalance in the home? Man, I think another one could be, you know, social. But, I mean, we touched on that. But I, I really want to get to looking at the overall of the church. Hmm. Because that's how it started off. Family. Yeah. In the church. So from there, it stemmed and look at the families in the church today. So are you are you when you saying started out, are you talking about like Adam and Eve started out? We can we can go there, but I'm I'm going generational. So I'm looking okay. at the silent generation, right? All right. Okay. Yeah. I got you. All right. Yeah. We can go there, but I mean we starting silent so generation. Silent so generation. In the church. So they All got right. married, raised a family in the church, um, didn't speak up about things. Kids, y'all need to be silent. Y'all need to be seen and not heard. But in the church, marriage was perfect inside the church. Mm-hmm. Though there were some issues in your marriage, mm-hmm. they just wasn't thrown out there. Right. They were silent. Right. We're going to work this out. 
I, I, I know you slept with the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we're going to work this out. Because we ain't breaking this up. Mm-hmm. Church today don't look like that. I know you slept with the mailman, so I'm going to kill you and him. Right. <laughs> you go sleep with the preacher now. Yeah, I'm going to sleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think the way that the church has been silent when it comes to issues in marriage. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I see that big time. I mean, I, I got a got a friend. He says that the, the church messes marriage up. Mm. Mm. Let's, let's deal with that for a minute. Church broke Some would say, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I disagree with you, Terrence. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't throw all the blame on the church. No, I, 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 ain't, I ain't doing it. But uh, some would say it's better to keep the marriage intact like that. What you mean? So back in the days, you know, daddy would sleep around on mama, mm-hmm. but they had four or five kids. And so instead of breaking up the marriage, right. they said, let's keep this together mm-hmm. until they get grown. And then we go. And then we, or you go do your thing or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Some would say that's better than what we just mentioned hmm. earlier. Uh, what do you say to that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey. <laughs> It depends, man. If you can tolerate it, you know what I mean? Like, and, and forgiving. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think there's a level of forgiveness of, of true. I'm down with you no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's gone. That's, that's gone. True. That's true. That's, that's gone. gone. So I, I think for me, if my wife was to step out on me, I told you I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody dipping in my pudding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, you get your own pudding pop. But I'm like, yeah, man, I, I think I'd be gone. But again, it depends on where I am spiritually. If my Oops. level of forgiveness is like God, like, come on, man. like. Okay. All right. Let me tell you a story. Here's a story. This is mm-hmm. a true story. I don't remember the name of these people. But there's a lady. Her husband, I think he was in the music world or something like that. I don't think he was famous, famous, but... You know, he just abused her, man. Beat her. He'd come home drunk. He'd bring his women around. In her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this is a white white couple. Okay. And, uh, and it definitely one night because he, <laughs> he didn't go to where I'm about to tell the story. <laughs> um, so this went on for 11 years. This abuse? Yeah. I'm talking he smacked her up. Mm. Went on for 11 years. And... What will we normally tell people? You better get out of there. Get up out of there. They're going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. She was a Christian. Mm -hmm. And one day he came home drunk. Started in on her, man. And somehow she summoned the strength to tell him that she loved him. Hmm. And it kind of shook him. You know, sort of like a dude hit you. Oh, mm. it was like a punch from God, man. It, she, she hit him there. <laughs> and then he started in again, and she came with more force. But I love you. Backed him all the way up. Broke him down. Mm. Cried for three days. 
ended up giving his heart to God. Wow. And became, they have a ministry or something now where they help couples and, maybe, maybe and all I was, this stuff. I think maybe that was probably, I didn't say his first time, but he probably heard the meaning behind it, the love behind it when yeah. she said it. I yeah. think that was the first time he heard a woman. And he probably heard his mom say, I don't know. I, I doubt if he heard his mom say, I love you. Right. But that's and, all it takes. Yeah, problems. Yeah, that's all it takes, man. And, and, and you break down a multitude of barriers because you love somebody. Right. And I think, you know, being in the church, going through a divorce, mm -hmm. that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. Because the love is always there. You know, and, and I know some of y'all probably disagree, but, you know, why the church is involved? Well, when you get married, where you go? Right. You go to church to get married. <laughs> that's that's true. You go to that building Even for a reason. Some secular people yeah. will find a church to get married in. Right. You go for a reason because you know that the church backs up your marriage. You know that the church, God in, has this institution for a reason. Right. And you go for his blessing. They, they should back up your marriage anyway. Yeah, that's <clears> right. But you go but you well, you go to that institution for the blessing mm -hmm. of marriage. And in that blessing comes all of these things in which we're talking about. Mm -hmm. The love, the forgiveness, you know what I mean? Like the whole nine, it comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. So how, so let's let's just keep unpacking this for a little bit because you say you had a friend, the church said he, he said the church ruined his marriage. Mm -hmm. And we're dealing with some some issues, you know, of, of where sometimes the church might, like the case I just said here. Yeah. Maybe the church was saying, hey, hang in there. Mm. You know, forgive him. You know, and the, the average person would, would say, no. Nah, this man's trying to kill you. You need to. But in some cases, churches say that in the negative. You know, that's rare. That is rare. what she went through. And it turned out well. Mm -hmm. In most cases. She'd have been dead. Yeah. Or, or something, you know. When is it? When should the church back off? And let me let me let me throw it around different way. Let me let me because I'm forming my thoughts here. Because the church is going to come with the scriptures, right? Mm -hmm. And there are scriptures that deal with when you should be able to get divorced and when you should not and all that kind of stuff, right. right? Is there a time where, in your opinion, thinking as a millennial, should the church just go, hold on? Okay, we're going to pray, but this ain't right. I, I we need to bring the law into it. We need to... yeah. I believe they should speak up on some things, you know, if, if the abuse is there, you know, seek counsel. But mm -hmm. if there are some other things that aren't biblical, back up. Back up. My wife is probably mad at me because I spent $100. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she want to take it to the church. Back up. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to do with you. That's my money. Yeah, so he's not saying it's literally happened, folks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just a scenario. Sorry, anecdote. Yeah, anecdote. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But <laughs> right. in, in case, right? <laughs> But yeah, so you know, she's my wife's mad at me because I spent a hundred dollars, and then the church get involved, and before you know it, it's mm. it's a divorce. So without without telling the story, is this possibly what happened to your friend? It could have been. It it, it, it it they so they the line they went beyond. Mm -hmm. What do we learn from from our friend uh, uh, Skeet? It's family government, right? Church government, family government, church government. There's a part where the church can mm -hmm. really help the family, can help you raise a family. Yeah. Can can give you counseling and maybe even in, in marital problems, mm -hmm. but then they can only go so far. That's right. You running your house. I'm the king of this. 
Your wife might claim she's the king, but but that, that's on y'all. You know, <laughs> high priest at home, right? Yeah. Only one high priest that's ahead of me is Christ. Yeah. He governs my house because he has a set of lists and rules that I obey, right? And I mm -hmm. bring him in as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord because right. he has a list of what we need to follow. I don't see nothing in there saying that the church <laughs> needs to be in that position. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm going to follow the counsel that the Lord has given me in my house. But if I need any help pertaining to other issues, then I am going to seek the counsel of the church. But if it comes to spending money, I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's true. If it comes to adultery, they still ain't got nothing to do with that. So is this a generational issue or a human issue? I think it's both because they lost balance. They lost their balance. That's why I say I, looking at the silent generation, that's mm -hmm. how they handle some of these things. Yeah. They would let the church in there, but then they didn't. They kept them out. And that's why you see 73% had a high, a high marital rate. Mm-hmm. So and maybe there's some things we just don't know too. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't around in 1960, <laughs> but we looking back on history and we're seeing that decline. Yeah. And so we're knowing there's some there's some problems with that. All right. So that's a second tier on the on the on our list. Then it's we we uh, there are institutions mm -hmm. that can help the marriage very well, but they need to be limited. And even the government has a role in some aspect. You know, you can't. Yeah. Most states, not all of them, you have to, if you get married, you have to have it signed through some government official. You know, maybe it could be the pastor, but I'm saying it's, you know, he's authorized by the state of Indiana, yeah. state of Michigan or whatever. Right. So they, they have a role to play. And then, but they also, too, must be limited. Very. So you got two parents. And we have institutions that that should know their boundaries. Mm, that's why I don't like getting food stamps. <laughs> they need to know their boundaries. They don't need to know how much money I make. Just give me the food stamps. <laughs> so, folks, we're dealing with this. We're trying to make sense of this raising a family because we know people who have struggled. And we ourselves yeah. have had many questions. You mentioned, you know, you just learned at 35. I had told my wife. I said, I shouldn't have got married till I was 40 years old. Because mm. I said, I finally start thinking right. Mm, see? Come on, man. 40, man. Come on now. <laughs> you know, I was I had kids. Yeah. But I was wandering in the dark. Mm. And and part of that's me. And that this is a Gen X thing. We're independent. Mm. We don't need nobody telling us what to do. So you got it. <laughs> yeah. I got it. And then a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. A lot of mistakes on Praise God, my kids love me. Yeah. But still, got a good family. There's a lot of regrets that I have, the things I should have done differently and, and took the big picture view instead of trying to micromanage them all the time. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't do it all the time, but I'm saying yeah. certain times where I did things where I, if I had to do it over, I would go, let it play out, reason, mm -hmm. you know, reason with them. So yeah. well, I'm going to read this stat here, man, because this, this, is, this is deep, man. It, this is talking about cohabiting. Shacking up. Uh-oh. I did that time and time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, y'all can do what you want to do. We're not telling you what to do. 
we will tell you what we would do and did. You can make your decisions from there. Right. But um, this research is showing, and the only reason I'm not mentioning the like where we got it, because I don't want to have any legal issues on the, <laughs> but you can look this up on the web. They found that while marriages are less stable than they once were, they remain more stable than cohabiting unions. So it's still when people say, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to test the waters, you know, I, I want to try to try the cereal and see mm -hmm. how it tastes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remember, if you're bringing children in the situation, right. it's different. So it goes on to say, Past analysis indicates that about one in five children born within a marriage will experience the breakup of that marriage by age nine. So people in a marriage are, are experiencing breakups, obviously, that getting divorced. And that one in nine of those, of, of the one in five children born within a marriage will experience that by the age of nine. In comparison, fully half of children born with a cohabiting union will experience the breakup of their parents by the same age. Mm. That number, so one in five is twenty percent. Right. It went from twenty to fifty percent. Mm. Shacking up. Mm. Now we're gonna bring the Bible in. Mm. <laughs> Listen, we're Christians, so we're gonna have that background. Again, we're not telling you what to do, but we're asking you to listen and hear us out. We just want to throw some some ideas and concepts. All right. Is it wrong to shack up? It depends on what's all the benefits of shacking up. What's in there? Okay. If it's sex, yes, that's what you're talking about. Period. Yeah. Yeah, it's wrong. Sex outside of marriage is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. What do you say to millennials? That's really huge with millennials. Big, yeah. It's big, you know. What do you say to them? Man, I only believe in God. What, what are you saying, man? That, that's wrong for you. You ain't got to believe in God, you know what I mean, not to be married, you know what I mean, or basically for that institution. You don't have to believe in God for that. All I'm saying is believe in the history. Yeah. <laughs> history True. shows what happens to homes that are broken up That's because right. you just sex outside of marriage. But then you say, well, I don't want to get married. Well, don't have sex. Mm. It's simple because what you're doing is you're creating more issues. Hold on, man. I, I just want to... I'm moving as the stone. Oh, <laughs> I take it. Comes and hits you. I take it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you're just creating more problems out there our society. Look, I'm, look at me and then, not even that, examine yourself if you're born, if you're saying if you're born in a household that one parent, right? Mm -hmm. Look at mm -hmm. what you went through. Mm -hmm. You went through emotional issues, That's emotional right. trauma, mental, physical, all that stuff. I mean, I probably could have been a lot taller if my dad was in the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he stunned my growth. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> man, I'm, man, my 13-year-old my son wears size 13 shoe. Mm. That boy's a big dude. He's 5'5 five, five in the seventh grade. <laughs> my, my, my youngest boy, seven years old, is the tallest in the first grade. He's the tallest out of his. Mm. I mean, he towers over them kids. Uh, man, what, what's wrong with him? He in the wrong? <laughs> right. No, it's, I'm telling you, psychologically, physically, it all plays a, a, a role when you get married and that father's in the home. Okay. Because the children, they're healthy, mentally. Yes. Physically. physically. 
emotionally, it's, if unless yeah. you're doing, you know what I mean, abu- any any abuse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Unless you're. In- I just got the hygiene just passed over. Hygiene passed <laughs> over you. It just jumped. It, you know, mm-hmm. one, my son, my oldest son, uh, younger son's taller than me. He's almost six feet, if not six feet. Yeah. It just. I was there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got a son shorter than me. It's just genetics, bro. Look at Michael Jordan, all his boys. <laughs> That's both, true. Both of they fi- his mother and his father short, right? Yeah. My mother probably a little bit taller than, than the father, but all them boys, even even the daughter. So you saying dad in the home makes you taller? Hey, man. <laughs> That's on him. I ain't I ain't agreeing hey. with that. <laughs> hey. Just I it's a possibility that it can't, but, but I'm just saying, like, just looking back at all of those in happy homes, man. Like, yeah. they, they, now, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. there, there is a physical component to emotional stability. Right. That is true. Yeah. Now, whether that makes you tall or not. Yeah. But I ain't saying don't. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but too, I ain't saying yeah. don't get married. Well, get married because the children get taller. All I'm saying is, <laughs> is you still want to have some stability for your children. Yes. Show them. 100%. Yeah, show them the right way, not the wrong way. And yeah. the right way is <laughs> to get married. Now, let's go because let's, 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 I'm not pushing back on that. I'm speaking for the person who's listening or watching this. Mm-hmm. They're saying, wait a minute. Um, you need some water, man. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to need it. <laughs> you mean to tell me, what's the difference between, this is what they would ask, what's the difference between, a monogamous couple mm-hmm. and a married monogamous couple. So they're they're there. They go to work. They uh, they love their children. They, you know what I'm saying. So what is why can't we just live together, raise our kids, and not get married? Not go downtown or and they'll hear in Indiana, they don't even allow it anymore. You you have to go to a church now, some type of mm-hmm. you know, authority. Why why can't we just skip that? We love our kids, we love each other. Come on, millennial. Bring it. I what did, you got? I did that. I did that for probably, let me see. Probably about four or five years, man. Um my wife, I mean, you know, girlfriend, we just living together, you know, mm-hmm. our son and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like a routine. Hmm. It's a routine. You get up, get dressed, make sure he dressed, she dressed, out the door, see you later, bye. That was boring. <laughs> when I got married, this is for me, my house. When I got married, it changed. Now we get up. Hmm. We pray together. Hmm. We have worship. We read the Bible. We encourage one another about having a good day, staying positive, all the above. And when we come back, we talk about how our day went. Mm. Right? So we're establishing a foundation now. We have a foundation. We have we have family structure that we 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 have. And it's not routine. It doesn't seem like it's It's not boring. It's not it ain't boring. It's fun. By the way, I just want to plug this real quick. We do have a podcast coming up. Is being a Christian boring? Mm. Or, or a religious person? I, I forgot about that type of yeah, yeah. We 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 coming up with that. So hold on, y'all. We yeah. we gonna deal with that. So 
let me let me you know you're gonna need some more water, man. So uh, I ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying that getting married made you a better person? I man, most definitely. I have to apologize. <laughs> uh, hey, before I or would you recommend that? Would you would you uh, say? Because some people get married and they beat their wife. Hmm. Hmm. So some women get married and cheat on their uh, man. That's right, they do. Yes, they do. And, and or I got a bailout for him, y'all. I'm putting him in a corner in a hole right now. <laughs> he trying to use me, y'all. That's right. Got to get to the. We got to get to the core, though. We got to get right. to the core. Mm-hmm. So, well, here's what I think, man. Here's what I think. No, go ahead. Ask that question. You want to ask it? Well, well, go, go ahead. Go ahead. And answer it. What question was it? The question was: Does marriage make you a better person? Does marriage make does, you a does better getting person? married make you a better person? Now, it depends on the spouse, but in my situation, it has made me a better person. Okay. All right. In, in my situation, the reason why. The reason, why, the, the reason <laughs> you why you threw the water out the boat, bro. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna throw it back in. I'm gonna throw it back in because I, I can't give and speak on you know people I don't know, and I can't That's give true. counsel. That's true. They might say Terrence Jack from Generation Curse told me to get married. Yeah, because he got because it makes it him better. Him yeah, better that's person. right. Now he ain't gonna throw that on me, and I'm, I'm gonna throw that out the water. I'm gonna throw that out the boat. Throw the fish. Throw the- yeah, I'm throwing that out. <laughs> But in my situation, the we in my situation, the reason why is because of the structure that we have. Okay. Because when my children get into an argument, into a fight, right? Mm-hmm. What do you teach them? To apologize. Right. You teach them the morals that you need to say sorry to your brother or your sister. Absolutely. If they see me have an argument or a disagreement with my wife, and if they don't see me apologize, they're gonna hold me accountable. Dad, you didn't apologize to mom what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want that. So I'm going to apologize before. Yeah. But I mean it, though, because I'm sorry that I made her feel that way. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry that y'all had to see that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it made me better because now I take that in the workforce. Right? Right. You need to shut up talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Snap on one of my coworkers, right? Yeah. I have to turn around and say, man, I apologize for telling you to shut up. You 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 know what I mean? Like I shouldn't have said that. Right. Oh, Terrence, man, that's that's no problem, man. <laughs> right? So it's making me a better person for society as well. Okay. All right. I won't push against that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's this way. Right. Maybe a spiritual change happens when you get married. There is. There is. And I 100% believe that. There I is. don't care whether you worship God or not. Right. There is a there spiritual is. change. And this whole thing about, you know, in the Bible, mm-hmm. it talks about the two become one flesh. Yep. Right? There's, there's something that happens in your brain, in your soul, that's reserved for marriage, man. You know, and, and part of that is sex. Yeah. You know, and, and that gets thrown out of whack when and, you... And that's gotten better. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That's hey, gotten better. Hey, you know. It, I, before and after, man. Hey, I take the after. Because before, you know what I mean? Like I said, it was routine, bro. Right. What you just... It's still, everybody's doing this, what you're supposed to yeah. do. And, and watch this, Terrence. God is blessing it. Oh, yeah. 
See, people don't realize that. They don't. They think sex is dirty, man. Man, you supposed you singing during sex? All of it, man. It's <laughs> like right. you happy, man. <laughs> and Woo. God Himself said, "Be fruitful and multiply." Right. So he he came up with it. He's the one that's. I know y'all think we're crazy. God is wants you to please your wife and that's your right. wife to please you. That that's part of the whole package. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do believe there is a spiritual change. Of course, there's no scientific anecdotal evidence for spiritual changes other than the testimony. Right. And you can't change anybody's testimony. And I know for a fact, marriage changed me big mm-hmm. time, big time. And then fatherhood changed me even more. Yeah. You know, so we're not saying you're going to become a saint if you get married, but there is something that's going to go on inside your brain at the very least that commitment is going to challenge you to step your game up mm-hmm. to another level. Yep. So hopefully I I pulled him back in the boat. You got, got Jonah out the water. He got me in. <laughs> he got me in. But if you disagree, let us know. Show yeah. us something. Uh, put something on there. So the last thing, man, that, that we need to touch on briefly is dealing with these demons. How to break them. Dealing with these demons, man. There's people that see things as they grow up. Maybe their parents drink. Did drugs, maybe their uh, parents were in an abuse situation, maybe they were abused as kids, maybe it's just outside influences that affected their thinking, man, and they've carried these things into raising a family, you know, so now you, your, your little child don't know any better, mm-hmm. you snap on them, you go off on a little baby. Yeah, I've done that time and time. You know, and... <laughs> You know you don't really want to do that. You think right. back and go, man, what? A... But you can't help yourself. You mm-hmm. So how do we break that curse, man? How do we go and deal with these personal core issues, man, so that when we get down to the family level, and again, y'all, we're going to do do one on the family specifically and just deal with those issues. We'll ha- actually have a specialist on here to talk about that stuff. But give us that millennial view. We love communication in any form, fashion, through text message, email, or whatever it is, we're going to communicate. And I think, you know, we have platforms like this, podcasts, we can talk and share, Mm -hmm. you know, personal stories. But I think to deal with those kind of demons, you have to go back to the source. Mm. And that's how you were raised. Mm. Because that's what you were taught. That's where your knowledge first comes from. Mm -hmm. You were taught how to cuss. I mean, you were taught <laughs> how right. to, I mean, you were taught all those things. So I think if you have to go, I think you have to go back and communicate to that person. And if they mm. long and gone, I mean, if they dead and gone, I think you, you write a letter. I mean, eventually get it out. You got to speak it out to it into the world. And uh, we're here. Like we, Call us, talk to us about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been depressed many times. It ain't going to hurt me. That's right. <laughs> I listen to it. We'll listen. Know? That's right. We'll listen. But I just think that you have to go back and uh, hit it head on, man, and communicate, open up. Uh, there were some some things in my life that it really started to transform and, and really actually came to the forefront as I got older. Mm-hmm. That my abuser, I finally seen his face. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. after, but he's he's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, been dead and gone since I was what six. Mm-hmm. But the vision came up. As soon as my brother said his name, I was like, whoa. And then all, you can see all of that, you know, happen. And mm-hmm. then I had to, 
I had to go back and tell my wife. Mm. She's like, I never know that. I'm like, I ain't either. Until <laughs> mm. the memory started coming back. Right. But now that I got that out, I don't have this, I don't have those issues no more. Mm. Now I can reason. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm starting to reason. Right. You know, that, that's how, because that roadblock is gone. Mm. Now I can sit back and show my son, look, man, you know, just see the big picture here. You ain't got to right. hit nobody. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, brother? What do, what, what do you think how we, you know, mm. we can break this curse, Gen X side or even Gen Z? Because yeah. they, th- these are the upcomers now who, who are starting to really shack up. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're getting in. They ain't even looking at me. I don't even think they know what marriage is. Yeah, that's right. Not to I, assault the intelligence, but. I would say, uh, you know, from, from looking from the bird's eye view, having the years of experience to, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of Gen X tested the waters, man. They, they uh, you know, they're on their second and third marriage now. Hmm. And they never got help. Mm. You know, it, it, and you think about it, man, if your parents were divorced or you, you know, maybe the situation wasn't, wasn't right in your home. <clears throat> you didn't have anybody. You didn't know to go talk to anybody, you know, but we need to reach out and ask questions. Right. We need to listen. We need to be more team oriented instead of so Focused on, okay, I'm going to do it my way or y'all can't tell me nothing, mm. you know, because we keep repeating the same mistakes. You would think by the time you hit 50, 55, you don't learn something. It's grown men are still, they, they still trying to sow their wild oats, man. <laughs> it's like, man, where's it going to get you? Wild oats is GMO now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I think, Boy, I no think good. at a young age. We need to have these conversations with people that have gone through situations, people that have good marriages mm-hmm. and people that haven't had so good marriages. Right. And we need to plan ahead instead mm-hmm. of getting in it and then, oh, I didn't know it's going to be like this. I'm out. This is my counsel to the Gen, the Gen Zs. Mm-hmm. You know, take a look at it and then investigate Go get the counsel. Go talk to some people. Go talk to some pastors or whoever. Get a well-rounded view of what marriage is supposed to be and what it's supposed to be like and then how to raise a family, mm-hmm. what that's supposed to be like. Yeah. Don't just jump in it. You know, and if you're out there having sex, I guarantee you, you're going to get somebody pregnant or you're going to get pregnant. That's what it's for, part of it, that's you know. What, that's what it's for. So instead of waiting till that happens... Mm-hmm. Educate your mind. Find out what's right and wrong. Get you a team of people that you can bounce stuff off of and then proceed into the family arena, into the marriage arena, stuff like that. And I think we can snap that. And both of us agree, you know, we're not trying to convert you, but we're both walking with God through our son, Jesus Christ, man. And why not take a look at some spiritual version of this instead of just keeping it on a secular because love is immaterial. It's, you can't bottle love. You can't really define it. You can't test it. You know, there's no book that can put the formula in for love. It's, it's an immaterial thing. It's a spiritual soul type thing. And all of us have experienced a form of love. Yeah. yeah. But when you get into the marriage, it needs to be agape. Yeah. 
It needs to be, I love you just because you're here. And that's why I like the vows, because it says, you know, till death do its part. You know, in sickness right. and, in, you know what I mean, health. Like, you just got to do it, man. That love has to be a God. Absolutely. When I when I had to say them vows, you know what I mean? Like, I meant them. Like, this ain't no way you're out of this. Amen. Ain't no way. Like, if you only got one foot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> we in this. Hop on it. That's right. <laughs> I give you a boost. <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. So we done covered these, y'all. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. We've we've had even a little church. Had a little amen in here, but just trying to throw some <laughs> principles out there and take a look at it, comment, share, like, or dislike. We're good with either, but let us know what you think and give us some topics that you want to see us talk about from the Gen S perspective the millennial or even other generations yeah and any parting words terrence yeah if you got successful marriages please share them you know at least you know get 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 that number that divorce rate man it's, it's very discouraging when people look at it you know when they look at that divorce rate and they trying to get married or seeking for mm-hmm. they don't have any good examples so just please if you got any good marriages out there share them and if mm. you got any bad ones that you went through and and learned you know, remarried and learn from your mistakes and share them as well. Because the more, the merrier we can, we can make this place a, a better society. We can make this generation mm-hmm. and the previous one, well, no, and, and, and the one to come a lot better one. Yes. A lot better one. We signing out. This is John Barnett. This is Terrence J. We'll talk to you later. Peace.